What is going on everyone? Anthony Drew Gary here, host of the How To Show, where we talk about optimizing life, money, and happiness one how-to at a time. This week on the show, we're back talking about real estate, uh, really because I have a good time doing so. And so if you live in a part of the country that's anything like where I live in the country, the residential real estate market is absolutely white hot. There are more people looking to buy houses than there are looking to sell them. And as a result, every house is being sold in you know one or two days. And they're often going for more money than the, uh, the sellers are even looking to, to get for them in the first place. And so it's, uh, if you're in a situation where you're trying to buy a house right now, it can be really difficult, it can be frustrating, and you're really just trying to do anything you can so that you can get your offer in the door and accepted so that you can buy a house. And so this video stands to be a little bit of a caution in the whole house buying process. And what I really want to talk about today is homeowners associations and how to buy a house that is governed by one of these associations. So to appropriately do that, we need to break down exactly what that is and uh, what they do, what they, they don't do, and what they ultimately may have some control over that you may not be thinking about during this really hot time in real estate just because you wanna try to get into a house. Uh, I don't want this to sit on the back burner for you and create problems for you on the back end, so I just wanna shed a little bit of light to, to this situation. If you're looking to buy a house that was built within the last 40 years or so, I'd say, and it's not in a downtown historic district or anything like that, uh, let's say if the prior use of this land that this house was on was some sort of farm or just some sort of vacant land, there's a good chance that the new house is built within a neighborhood or a subdivision that is now governed by a homeowners association. And so at its core, a homeowners association is designed to collect the grouping of responsibilities that no one individual within the neighborhood really wants to have that burden on themselves. And so different things that a homeowners association will do, they'll, they'll help with the common areas of the neighborhood. Maybe if you have a neighborhood park, a neighborhood pool, uh, neighborhood streets, things like that. They help to maintain the overall of the neighborhood with, uh, without every single individual homeowner having to, to do their little portion or part uh, individually. It's basically a collective that helps get these things done. But that's, uh, that's basically the good side of it. Uh, unfortunately, or uh, fortunately, depending on how you look at it, the homeowners associations also generally have some, uh, some covenants and some restrictions that get recorded with the, uh, the real estate as a whole that, that gives them some rights over the individual houses within the neighborhood. And so I wanna spend some time talking about that because again, if you're in a white hot real estate market, you may not be thinking about this because it sits on the back burner and you're just trying to get your deal in. And so a lot of these types of homeowners association thoughts that could create some, some heartburn or some, some just bad uh, feelings down the road is, is generally based on the exterior of a house. And so when we break this down, it, it goes anywhere as far as whether you, uh, whether you want to build a shed in the future, if you want to do a fire pit, if you want to build a fence, if you want to have a swimming pool, if you want to have a playground. If you want to do any of these things in your backyard, you want to make sure that the documents that govern the homeowners association and the neighborhood that you're looking to buy in, 
will give you the right to do this. And, you know, this, this really comes down to knowing what you're getting yourself into ahead of time because there's infinitesimal numbers of, of different neighborhoods and all of the different areas where you may be looking to buy and they may all have slightly different rules because these are all different uh, home developments that are built by different builders at different times and even in different generations and maybe what's being popular in new building construction and homeowners association guidelines of the 2020s was not so popular in the 90s the 80s the 70s whenever whenever the house was built so you just want to be thinking about these things uh, you know this could go as as exterior as you know whether or not you can build any one of those things i listed off uh, for an exterior modification but it can also start to impact your interior and what i mean by that is whether or not you know you're looking to purchase a home with the intention of living in it for a couple of years and then maybe you move and you want to either rent your house out or you want to airbnb your house you want to stick it as a vacation rental maybe you're in a hot market for that you need to make sure that you're reading your documents to determine whether or not you have the right to do those things because I do know that there are homeowners association codes and covenants that place a limit or a restriction on the ability to, to rent your house. And, and so these are just the typical things that I, I want to make sure that you're thinking about in terms of, of buying a house that's in a homeowners association because ultimately if the, the codes and the covenants call out you needing to abide by these things that's that's basically the lay of the law and uh, and so it's really hard to, to fight those as a general rule so you want to have your head up and, and, and at it and not in the sand making sure that you understand what you're up against on the front end rather than you know moving into the to the house and, and figuring these things out later. And the, the last part of the homeowners association that I really want to talk about is solvency. And you just want to make sure that the homeowners association has the money to deal with the different problems that could arise. As a general rule, homeowners associations usually pay some sort of dues. And in exchange for those dues, the, the big ticket items of the neighborhood get, uh, get taken care of out of that money. And so if there's a situation where your homeowners association has run out of money, Usually the way to fix that is to increase the dues. And so if that's not something you're really interested in dealing with, you wanna make sure that your HOA is solvent and has some money set aside. So I just threw a lot at you and this is a lot of information to, to deal with. And quite frankly, the home buying process is stressful enough that this is probably all stuff that you don't necessarily want to be dealing with, but it is important. I would hate to see somebody move into a neighborhood where they thought that they could build a shed in their backyard and come to find out that they couldn't do it. Or they wanted to build a playground and they could not do it. Any situation like that, it's just good to have all of the knowledge up front so that you can make an informed decision when you purchase. And so how do you make an informed decision when you purchase about the codes and the covenants when houses are being sold in zero, one, two days at the most? The best way that I can think of to go about this is to start doing some research for different neighborhoods that you would be interested in living in. And this search isn't so different from the general area that you want to live in. It just gets a little bit more granular. If you want to live within a specific zip code, that's a good, uh, good way to start out the search. But within that zip code, you can start to look at the individual neighborhoods. And if there are maybe three, four, five of them that you really feel strongly about that this may be the place for you, you may want to live here one day, it's not out of the question that if you're working with a realtor, they can get in touch with, uh, with other realtors who have either 
sold homes in this neighborhood recently or have helped people buy homes in these neighborhoods. And there's a good chance that you can get your hands on the homeowners association documents before you actually make an offer on a house in that neighborhood. So let's just say neighborhood XYZ has codes, covenants, and restrictions. That's what they're generally called. And it's a, a big document that gets, gets recorded with the, the local government. This is the governing documents for that neighborhood. You reach out to your real estate agent who reaches out to someone who has sold a house in that neighborhood recently. You get your hands on those documents and you make sure that everything that, uh, that you want to see in those documents is in there. So you've, you've gone through the research. Neighborhood XYZ is a good neighborhood for you based on what the documents for the Homeowners Association says. And so you know that the next time that a house comes for sale in Neighborhood XYZ, that's one that you can jump on and feel good about it because you know that what you're getting into is something that you can tolerate, something that you feel good about, and you basically go in eyes wide open rather than getting a surprise later on after you've closed and you find out that uh, you're governed by some documents that you weren't completely sure what they meant or what they said. And I just don't want to have anybody that's watching this video be in that sort of a situation. So this is basically a, a how to buy a house governed by a homeowners association and do so with your eyes wide open. That's going to bring this episode of the show to a close. If you are one of the three people that have made it to the big finale of my HOA rant, I appreciate you. And hopefully you learned something. If uh, you know somebody that's looking to buy a house in the near future, send them this video. It's good and useful information and hopefully they can get something out of it too. And if you got any value out of this video, please hit the like button for the YouTube algorithm to know that this is a video worth other people watching as well. If you consume content via podcast, feel free to check out the Anthony Drew Gary link or the How To Show link on the podcast player of your choice. I'll come up on either scenario there. If you've got any feedback for this show or you've got any future ideas for topics on the show, leave me a comment down below. I engage with every single one of those and I have a good time doing it. And if you want to be a guest on the How To Show, if you've got any interesting topics in the world of optimizing life, money, or happiness, leave me a comment for that as well. Always looking to engage with other people who do that because I have a, a great time with those conversations and I welcome them. Uh, everybody can get some benefit out of it that way. So until next time, this is Anthony Drew Gary, host of the How To Show, signing off.